News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them. Mark Sensha, thank you so much for making us a part of your Saturday morning. If you're joining us on the uh, On The Mark Facebook uh, page as well, thank you so much for being here. You can uh, follow the show On The Mark KHMO on Facebook. As always, you want content from me, it's going on in the world of sports. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Broadcasting live here in America's hometown of Hannibal. Chilly one out on uh, on Main Street in Hannibal this morning. But uh, thank you so much for making us a part of of your morning. Lots to get to. Week 10 NFL preview. We got Cam Newton back in Carolina. He's, he's already at the press conference yesterday. Uh, you know, using the hashtag keep pounding, go Panthers. Uh, very unique to see Cam back. We'll have strong thoughts on Cam Newton coming on up. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. to the Rams. Uh, the Rams officially, officially all in. If they weren't all in before with the Von Miller and the Matthew Stafford and everything else that the Rams are doing, I uh, will talk about my, my thoughts on Odell Beckham Jr.'s fit with LA and why I think it's more of a, uh, not necessarily this year move. It's a long-term career move. Odell trying to get paid uh, with the Rams. So have your thoughts on that? Obviously, college football playoff, the committee new rankings. Again, they're telling us what they want. Uh, just, just accept it and roll with it. I think it's the right thing. Uh, and then we'll, we'll catch up with what's going on in the NBA. The Bucks and the Lakers struggling, two of my preseason favorites. Uh, the Bulls dealing with Novucevic now without with COVID. So getting all that. But right now, you know the drill. Let's start it off. Hespin headline number one. Let's break down week 10 in the NFL. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. I got to be honest. I, I struggled last week with my, my lock of the week last week. Uh, not great. Upset went really well, but I had that Bears, uh, plus six and a half against the Steelers. Uh, and, uh, the toss up, uh, didn't do, didn't do so hot last week. So I'm feeling good though about this week's lock to upset and toss up. We'll get to all that as we roll through the games. Let's just start at the top of the slate. Noon on, uh, Central Time on Fox. Cowboys hosting the Falcons. Uh, the, uh, the Cowboys favored at home eight and a half points. I actually like the Falcons to cover this. Uh, I don't think the Falcons will win this game. I think the Cowboys will bounce back after that weird loss against the Broncos. Dak getting healthier, working on that calf strain. Uh, the defense, I think, will play better against a Falcons team that's still missing their number one target in Ridley as he's out dealing with personal issues. Uh, I still think you're going to get a, a bounce back game from a, an Ezekiel Elliott where, where his health's at. Uh, CD Lamb. Dak Prescott all getting healthy, but Matt Ryan, I think, will be able to cover this spread. I think it's closer than the Cowboys would like heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, the Cowboys win maybe on a late field goal. A game's closer than you expect, but I think the Cowboys will walk away from this one, get back on track as the battle for the one seed is completely up in the air in the NFC and the AFC right now. Remember, you only get one bye. 
in the NFL playoffs, whether in the AFC or the NFC. That one seed is needed after this 17-game season to get healthy in the playoff run. The Cowboys certainly want to stay in the mix with that. I'll take the Cowboys to beat the Falcons with the Falcons to cover the 8.5. Saints at the Titans. Right now, I feel strong. I feel strongly about the Titans being the thing I know the most in the AFC. The AFC is just every time you think a contender steps up, like a Baltimore, and they're ready to put a hurting on Miami, they absolutely lay an egg. Uh, or the Bills, and they lay an egg against uh, the Jaguars. So I feel strongly about the Titans. This is one of those matchups. If the Saints were healthy and they had their starting quarterback in Jameis uh, and Taysom Hill 100% healthy, I think this game would be a lot more interesting. I think, though, the Titans at home smelling blood in the water that the one seed in the AFC is available will take advantage of this. Now, it's uh, it's only a three-point game. I think the Titans cover that and win this game easily by a touchdown or two. I think you'll see Adrian Peterson get even more in the mix for the Titans at home against the Saints. Saints have a good defense playing well. But on the road, Titans at home. Uh, I think uh, Ryan Tannehill will play well. AJ Brown due for a big game. Uh, I'll take the uh, I'll take the uh, the Titans to win easily by a touchdown at home over the Saints. I just don't know what I'm getting from the Saints and I'll say this. The Saints if they come out and play the offense that was their game plan a year ago when you had an old Drew Brees who couldn't push the ball down the field, and you give Trevor Simeon that type of offense where he has quick slants, accuracy underneath throws. I think they'll be able to keep it close and win some games without Jameis Winston. But the long-term future for the Saints, I'm just unsure about now with the fact that they're rolling with Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. Jaguars uh, at the, uh, the Colts. Actually, that's my lock of the week as well. I want to get that in there. Lock of the week, Titans to cover that three points at home against New Orleans. Feel very strongly about that. Jaguars at Colts. This is a, uh, it's a weird thing to say it's a must win for the, the Colts at home against the Jags, but this really is a must win. Again, the AFC playoff picture is, is all sorts of wonky right now. The Colts obviously reeling at four and five. They've been able to string a couple wins together here, get this season back on track. They cannot afford a letdown at home against a Jags team. A Jags team that has to be feeling good about themselves, uh, especially after that home win against Buffalo last week. Can the Jags defense hold the Colts to six points like they did the Bills? I'm not 100% sure. Obviously, I think the Bills are a better team and a better offense than the Colts. But this game's in Indy. Colts rested. I like the Colts to take care of the Jags. Will they cover the 10 and a half? I don't know. I think the game will be closer, and closer uh, especially going to the fourth quarter than a 10-point than game. But I do think the Colts will take care of the Jags at home. Uh, get to 500 and be right there in the mix for that seven seed, that six seed in the wild card spots uh, in the AFC. Uh, Browns at Patriots. This, I think, will be one of the best games of the weekend. There's a lot of bad teams on a bye this week, the Bears, the Texans, but... The good teams aren't really necessarily playing the good teams. There's a lot of big lines out there. This is one of the ones that was almost my toss-up of the week. I don't know how to feel about this game 100%. New England's at home. They're getting two and a half points. 
I think that's about right. I think on a neutral field, these teams are pretty equal. I think the fact that this is in Foxborough helps New England immensely. The Browns will be without Nick Chubb. I think that's the difference in uh, for this game for New England. Their defense playing really well. If Chubb plays, I think Chubb is able to establish a run game no matter what defense it is and whether at home or the road. He's that talented. But no Nick Chubb. Baker Mayfield, uh, a young quarterback against Bill Belichick. I like the Patriots at home. I think in a very tight game, I, I think the line is pretty appropriate. Uh, the Patriots win in a field goal type of game late in Foxborough. Uh, they get at Baker, maybe get a pick or two, uh, confuse Baker a little bit, and then Mac Jones protects the football, and I think New England runs the ball well against the Browns' defense uh, at home. I'll take the Pats over the Browns. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Uh, breaking down Week 10 of the NFL, Bills at the Jets. So obviously last week, that's my bad. That's my bad. I had the Bills covering the 14 and a half against the Jags, and they go out and, and lose outright. It was an embarrassment for the Bills, and that's why I feel very strongly about the Bills in uh, New York this week against the Jets. The Bills obviously were hit in the mouth last week against the Jags. It's a stinker. You bury that film, you move on from it. And you refocus in. I think this Bills team at five and three is starting to feel the pressure, New England. But then they also saw that the uh, the Ravens couldn't take advantage of a bad Dolphins team. They lose losses like the Ravens had on Thursday night. They motivate every other contender in the AFC to say, "Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not out of this yet. No one's running away with the AFC." If you're a Chiefs fan, if you're the Chiefs, if you're the Bills. Uh, or, or if you're one of those underlying teams in the AFC, a Steelers, a Browns, all these other teams get juiced from a Ravens loss. I think the Bills are going to be one of them. Do they cover the 12 and a half? I don't know. After the stinker they laid last week, I'm, I'm worried about the Bills covering big numbers. But I think the Bills will be very focused. Josh Allen's going to have an athletic game. I think you'll see Josh Allen get back to move, doing stuff with his feet, moving the pocket, letting him roll out, be a physical presence on the football field at the quarterback position, take care of a Jets team that's starting Mike White. Uh, I think the Bills' defense uh, will be able to get at Mike White. The Jets' offensive line has struggled this season overall. Singletary, I could see, making a couple big plays. Watch out for Stephon Diggs to get a touchdown or two. He's only got three touchdowns in the season so far. We're at the halfway point. I think they find a way to get him going. Bills over the Jets pretty easily, but I'm staying away from Bills covering uh, as far as bets uh, go because I, I just that was so brutal last week with their loss to the Jags. Lions at Steelers. I think the Steelers stay rolling. Uh, great win for them against my Bears on Monday Night Football last week. Uh, they ha- they hung on to win, uh, but still they found a way for Big Ben to be accurate with the football and be methodical when he needed to be. Even though, I, I mean, honestly. Big Ben is so unathletic, it's embarrassing at this point in time. But he finds a way to still shrug off defenders, use his size to his advantage. Uh, and the Steelers' weapons on offense, uh, you know, Chase Claypool and Washington, they have plenty of, of talent. Uh, and, and, and Najee Harris has just been a, such a physical force for them. He's really regained the physicality that the Pittsburgh Steelers have lacked the last couple of years uh, at the running back position. I like, well, not that James Conner wasn't physical. I mean, just in physical football, the brand that they want to play. Uh, I like the Steelers to take care of the Lions. Listen, at this point with the Lions, I, I you, you know, if you've been listening to the show, I, 
I've been high on the Lions to get wins, and they just keep disappointing me. I, I Do the Lions cover the eight? I think maybe. I think it's a closer game than you think. The Steelers aren't blowing anyone out. The Steelers win ugly and in close games and win games. So I think the Lions may cover. The over-under is 42.5. I have a feeling this is one of those uh, nasty weather in Pittsburgh, rainy, 42 degrees. I have a feeling, you know, hammer the under on this. This is a 2017, 20, you know, 16 type of game all over it. But the Steelers will take care of the Lions. Bucks at um, uh, football team in Washington. I like the Bucks really easily here in this game. Until Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back, I don't trust the Washington football team offense at all. Tom Brady's already thrown 25 touchdowns this year uh, through eight games. He's got eight more games to go. He's on pace for 50 touchdowns. There's Washington football team defense. Uh, they don't have the teeth that they had last year, even though they've been playing better in the last couple weeks. I think Tom Brady, a secret sne- sneaky revenge game for Tom Brady. As remember in the playoffs last year, the football team played the Bucks closer than anyone else. I think you'll see a motivated Tom Brady come on out here, find Godwin, Find Mike Evans early. I think they'll get a lead early. They'll be able to run the ball out with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. And the football team will do what they always do. They'll turn the ball over, and their defense won't show up when it needs to. The line is 9.5. I could see the Bucks covering it. Give me the Bucks over the football team. Panthers at Cardinals. This is my upset of the week. I don't think the Panthers will win. I think they will cover this 10.5. It's a huge number to give Arizona at home against the Panthers team that... I think it's going to be ridiculously motivated to get Cam Newton back in that locker room. I'll talk more about Cam Newton in the in the fit and him coming back later. Uh, but I but I do think the Panthers uh, are playing a, a brand of football that meshes well with what the Cardinals are doing. The Cardinals are still very beat up. Uh, they're very injured right now. They're at home, eight and one. I the Cardinals will win this game. They're a better football team. I think a better coach football team right now. I wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the year, but I, I've been extraordinarily impressed with Cliff Kingsbury throughout this year. He deserves, he, he certainly deserves to be in the coach of the year running a hundred percent. And Matt Rule to me has been underwhelming. I think he's thrown his quarterback under the bus. I think defensively they haven't played up to their standard, even though they've had injuries. It's the NFL, everyone's injured. Crimea River, you got to find ways to still be productive on defense and battle through injuries. I think the Panthers cover. I think it's closer than you think. A seven-point game, a three-point game. Cam Newton, emotional uh, comeback for him in in uh, in Arizona, but the Cardinals will win this game. So that's my uh, that is my upset. Locking in. So I got the lock of the week. The Titans will cover the two and a half. Upset the Panthers. Take the Panthers in the points plus ten and a half. That's a lot of points for an emotional Panthers team uh, in Arizona against an Arizona defense too. With battling a decent amount of injuries. Vikings at Chargers. Love the Chargers in this game at home. Uh, this is one of those uh, late starts for the Vikings on the West Coast. Listen, they are a distracted team right now. Everything going on with Dalvin Cook. I, I, I just think the, the Chargers understand as well the AFC wide open there. Another one of those teams I feel like is going to get the juice after seeing the Thursday night stinker from the Ravens. Uh, I, I love the Chargers in a close game. I think the line is pretty appropriate. Three points at home for the Chargers. I think they cover, win by about a touchdown over the Vikings. I don't trust the Vikings offense at all right now to be dynamic enough, even though they have Thielen and Jefferson uh, I, I think they're dealing with a lot of emotion. I think they're dealing with a lot of distractions in that Vikings locker room right now. And I don't trust the Vikings defense to stop Justin Herbert to get after him enough 
uh, and uh, and to uh, be able to slow down Evans. I mean, excuse me, Williams and Eckler out of the backfield. Eagles at Broncos. I like the Broncos in this game a lot to stay hot, to ride off of that the, the momentum of that win against Dallas. I think they're a better coach team right now. I think they have more consistent quarterback play with Teddy Bridgewater uh, versus Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts, so don't get me wrong. I think he is a dynamic football player, but he's an erratic football player who turns the ball over in Denver, mile high for a young quarterback. That's not easy against a, 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 a Broncos team that I thought was going to come out and lay a stinker against the Cowboys. But they have shown that they are not giving up on the chance that they should uh, be making a playoff run at 5-4. and four. Uh, The Eagles were all sorts of a mess last week. Uh, their leading rusher is Jalen Hurts. They're just not consistent enough and balanced enough on offense to go into Denver at mile high against that defense, and uh, I think uh, and not turn the ball over. And Teddy doesn't turn the ball over, so I like the Broncos over the Eagles. Uh, late game in the in the CBS window, three twenty five start. Jim Nance, you know he'll be there with Tony Romo in Green Bay. Packers host the Seahawks. This is my toss up of the week. I expect Aaron Rodgers to play. We expect Russell Wilson to play. Russell Wilson coming off the 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 middle finger broken uh, finger and. Uh, uh, rip tendon surgery in his throwing hand. How will Russell be dealing with the injury? It's, the reports are that he's been a full participant all week. I think Russell Wilson will have a very clean game, but I also think this is one of those Aaron Rodgers games that this this just smells like Aaron Rodgers going scorched earth. What's the best thing Aaron Rodgers can do for himself right now? Come out, be MVP Aaron Rodgers, throw for three touchdowns for 300 yards, light up a bad Seahawks defense, and change the narrative from Aaron Rodgers and fines and and Aaron Rodgers and, 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 and anti-vax and go all in on Aaron Rodgers back in the MVP discussion, lighting up the Seahawks and being the R-E-L-A-X, relax Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's a bad spot for the Seahawks to be in getting Russell Wilson back there at three and five. Uh, Russell Wilson is obviously, you know, my love for Russell. I, I think he's easily, he's a top five quarterback in this league when healthy and everyone's healthy and playing at their best. Uh, probably even a top three quarterback. Uh, but I, I just think it's a, it's a tough spot for them to be in Lambeau with a motivated Aaron Rodgers. Even though Aaron Rodgers has not been in practice all week and he still hasn't been with the team until today. Uh, I don't think that matters too much for the MVP Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think the Packers take care of the Seahawks. It, at Lambeau Field, and it's a uh, it's a scorched earth game, as I'd like to say with Aaron Rodgers. I've experienced many of those as a Bears fan, and I think the Seahawks will experience it Sunday afternoon. Finally, uh, uh, before we get to Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Chiefs at the Raiders. I- I'll tell you what, Chiefs fans, this is a this is a must win game. The Raiders at five and three, the Chiefs at five and four. It's in Vegas. It's a tight game. I think this line is very appropriate. Kansas City minus two and a half. What the Vegas odds makers are telling you is that a neutral field, they like Kansas City only by five points over this Raiders team. I think that's significant. I think this Raiders team can score with Kansas City because Kansas City hasn't been scoring this year. Um, I think this is a uh, another primetime game, another pressure game for Kansas City. And let's just be honest, we have to be – we can't think of what Kansas City was last year. We have to analyze them, what they've been this year. And they folded under pressure. And you watch in the big moments, they don't look like they're having fun at all. 
They they are a team that feels like after every time they have to punt the ball on a three and out, they're just like the weight of the world is crushing on their shoulders. Travis Kelsey's dropping balls left and right. Now, Tyree Kill is not hitting the explosive big plays. That being said, I still like the Chiefs to win this game. I, I really do. I, I think that I think the I think the Chiefs uh, will take care of business. I think it's low scoring. I think it's I think it's a muddy game. I think there's going to be turnovers because that's what we've seen from Kansas City all year. Why we expect anything different? The Raiders at home will be able to keep it close enough, but I like the Chiefs to take care of the Raiders. Finally, Monday Night Football: Rams Niners. Oh man, can we just say something about Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers? They have their quarterback. He's healthy, Jimmy G. They got their guy Kittle back. Laid an absolute egg last week against the Cardinals. And now against a backup Colt McCoy Cardinals. And now they're three and five and they're hosting the super team that is the Rams. I like the Rams to blow out the, the Niners here. Even though Kyle Shanahan has a great record against his, uh, his, his guy, Sean McVay and the head coach of the Rams. I think the Rams are hyper focused. I think the Rams are in. They know they're in in it to win it for the one seed. I think the one seed is important to the Rams. Uh, obviously, they're all in with Odell Beckham Jr. We'll talk about that here after the break. And and I'm just going to say this: At what point in time do we have to start putting pressure on Kyle Shanahan? Listen, I'd love Kyle Shanahan to be the head coach of my football team, but. This is bad. It's a bad look for Kyle Shanahan. You're losing games when you have your starting quarterback and you have your your star tight end. Robert Sala seemed to be a lot more important to that defense than I guess we're realizing. They haven't been the same team this year. Disappointing three and five for the for the Niners, and I think they fall to three and six after Monday Night Football. That's your Week Ten NFL preview. Listen on you're listening to on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app as we broadcast live here in America's hometown of Hannibal or KHMO Studios. Uh, when we come back from the break, has been headline number two, obviously. Cam Newton, Odell Beckham Jr., two massive moves throughout the week. We'll go in-depth on my uh, thoughts of why the moves were made and why I think they're both really, really smart moves for both the futures for Cam Newton and Odell Beckham Jr., uh, even though the Panthers are just an absolute mess with what they're doing uh, as far as who they're paying at their quarterbacks and, and all the quarterbacks that they're paying right now. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're live and local on KHMO. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Not only are you, they your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, both Cunis Honda and Hyundai were named two of the top 100 dealerships in the United States to work for. Uh, it, they are hiring right now. Check them on out. Go to CunisQuincy.com. Tell them Mark sent you. Faith Family Giving Back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Welcome on into the show. If you're just joining us here, uh, broadcasting live at our KHMO studios in America's hometown of Hannibal. Sun's coming out a little bit. Overcast today here. Uh, well, obviously breaking down Week 10 NFL, but let's jump into it. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Two massive moves in the NFL and two moves that I think make a lot of sense for the players. I don't know how much sense they make for the teams. Let's start with Cam Newton returning to the Carolina Panthers. Um, listen, Cam Newton, this is a home run for him. He's been out of the league all season long. He was with New England last year after getting let go by Carolina. And uh, 
could not make the roster and has been homeless in in that sense, NFL homeless, uh, just to the start of the season through week 10 weeks of the NFL season. Carolina's in a bad spot. They're in a really bad spot. When they let Cam Newton go at the end of, you know, two years ago, and they moved on from him, they signed Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year deal, and they brought in Matt Rule. What made all the sense in the world for Carolina to do at that point in time was to draft a young quarterback and let Teddy Bridgewater play out his three-year contract, a very affordable $15 million a year three-year contract, and mentor a young quarterback in Matt Rule's system and then eventually hand the keys over. Carolina's new owner, Tepper, got very impatient. They were not high in Teddy Bridgewater, even though a lot of it was not his fault at all in Carolina last year. It was a massive rebuild. They were not a good roster. And they let Teddy Bridgewater go. They're still paying Teddy Bridgewater. Trade him to Denver. They then decide to pass on Mac Jones and Justin Fields. Let's not forget... How many times do you guys get at me on Twitter that, oh, the Bears passed on Patrick Mahomes? Well, yeah, 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 and the Carolina Panthers deserve a lot of that criticism. Now, they passed on Justin Fields and Mac Jones. And they said, we're going to take a run at Sam Darnold. Now, if you remember, I was very pro them taking a, a shot at Sam Darnold if they did not feel strongly about Fields and Mac Jones. I think Sam Darnold with Matt Rule... They give him a chance. Sam Darnold has been an object disaster since week three in the NFL. He now breaks his throwing shoulder. He's out four to six weeks. So now you're paying Teddy Bridgewater. You're paying Teddy Bridgewater's replacement. You only brought in Teddy Bridgewater to replace Cam Newton. And now you bring Cam Newton back in to replace Teddy Bridgewater and the replacement of Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold. But here's why I think it's great for Cam. Obviously, it's great for Cam because he gets to now go out in his own terms. He will be the starting quarterback. My prediction is Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers the remainder of this year. I think then they, Carolina Panthers will do whatever they have to do. They have a lot of picks. They will be the number one players in the quarterback market to move on up in the draft to take a guy in the first round. They will re-sign Cam Newton, and they will have Cam Newton mentor, be the Carolina mentor for that young quarterback next year. And you'll have Cam for the rest half of this year and half of next year or whatever it lasts, maybe the whole year if he stays healthy and plays well. And then they move on from Cam. They have their future quarterback. And Cam can then officially retire knowing that he went out on his own terms, helping the franchise that uh, he put back on the map, got a Super Bowl, got the MVP, and all of that. I think it's a great story for Cam Newton. It's a great ending. It's a great opportunity for Cam to end this way if he can show up healthy and play decent football uh, through the remainder of this year, which I think he will. I, I, I have faith that Cam Newton will do that. And if Car- the only thing that I give Carolina credit for in this way, because they, I think they botched this totally, um, the, the fact that they're paying Teddy Bird. The thing that the heart, let me rephrase this. I'm hard on Carolina because they really botched Teddy Bridgewater. You don't sign a guy to a three year, $15 million a year contract, give him nothing to work with, no Christian McCaffrey, a complete, complete, young, rebuilding defense in a tough NFC South. And then you say, oh, it's all Teddy Bridgewater's fault. We want to go with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater are the same type of thing at that point in time. Um, I supported the move for for Sam Darnold because if you're going to move on from Teddy Bridgewater, 
and you're trying to win now, then Sam Darnold was a great option to try and win now. And he was really, really cheap because you were already paying Teddy Bridgewater. But again, the mistake was letting Cam go and not just going straight for a young quarterback and, and paying Teddy all this money to let Teddy go. But where Carolina is in a unique spot right now is they have good publicity. Cam's back. The fans are happy about that. And if they play this smartly and let Cam ride this out, they can just kind of forget the Teddy Bridgewater, forget the Sam Darnold experiments, get the young guy in, let Cam mentor him. And Cam wouldn't have done that two years ago. Cam still wanted to be a starter, still thought he deserved another contract to stay. But now Cam's at a point of his career where I think he understands even that's not a possibility. But two years ago, Cam wasn't. So it's all kind of come together in this weird way for Carolina and Cam. And I am pumped to see Cam back with Carolina. It's going to feel right. It's going to look right. Super Cam back. Uh, keep pounding in uh, the Queen City of Charlotte. Beautiful city. Love Charlotte. And uh, and uh, happy for the Panthers that they got this all kind of figured out. And we'll see. Happy for NFL fans. We get to watch Cam Newton back at Carolina to help maybe the, make the Panthers uh, make a playoff run. Now for Odell Beckham Jr. This makes sense for Odell Beckham Jr., and I'll explain why. Odell Beckham Jr. going to the Rams is not about this year at all. People are all like, well, Odell, he's mad because he's not getting his numbers in, in, in Cleveland, and he, wa- he wants the numbers to prove prove, prove that he's a, he's a pro bowler, and he gets 1,000 yards, blah, 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 touch, 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 blah, blah. That's not what it's about. It's not about the numbers at all for Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. is at a point in his career, he's like Antonio Brown. He's in a rehab the image part of his career. Because why was Odell Beckham Jr. let go of the Browns? Because he texted LeBron James to tweet out free Odell. And his dad made a 10-minute video basically trashing an organization to let Odell Beckham go. So he's he is like rat poison for a lot of NFL teams. Who are like, I don't want to deal with this because if Odell Beckham Jr. has a bad week and I sign him to a big contract, then I got to worry about his dad tweeting out hate videos against my franchise quarterback. So Odell Beckham Jr. is in a similar spot to Antonio Brown where it's like he's got talent. He deserves to be a starting wide receiver in this league. And I think Odell Beckham Jr., if healthy, could certainly be a 1,000-yard, eight-touchdown guy uh, for another year or two. But Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. has to prove that he can go somewhere, buy into a system, be a team-first guy. I think you're going to see best behavior Odell for the next eight weeks, nine weeks as they wrap up the season and this playoff run for the Rams. You're going to see best – he could have no catches for no yards for two straight weeks. And he'll go to the point and be like, I love it here. It's great. Buy-in team. Hey, we win the games. That's all that matters. Smile in the face. Happy. Everyone tweeting, happy, 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 happy. Because Odell Beckham Jr. is trying to get a three-year, $10 million a year contract somewhere this offseason. Whether it's with the Rams, whoever. That's what I was trying to get. So this is all a play for Odell. And I think it's a great spot for him to be in because he's going to be in primetime games. He's going to be winning games. So he can say he's part of the winning culture. And Matthew Stafford and him will find a connection Matthew Stafford makes it work with everybody, no matter the situation. We saw that in Detroit. He made Kenny Dalladay a lot of money with the Giants this offseason. He made Calvin Johnson. Well, Calvin Johnson was probably going to be a Hall of Famer either, but he helped Calvin Johnson immensely become the first ballot Hall of Famer, top three wide receiver of all time that Calvin Johnson is. And you're seeing what he's doing for Cooper Cup. 
Cooper Cup is uh, – imagine, imagine if Cooper Cup was in Denver with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, he is making Cooper Cup into the, the league's leading receiver right now. It's insane the numbers that Cooper Cup's putting up. That's a lot of Matthew Stafford and their nice breakfasts that they have together, the connection. And Cooper Cup's a work-hard guy, and he stayed healthy and, and bought into the system. So I, I do not worry at all about Odell Beckham Jr. putting up numbers. If, Odell's health, if Odell is healthy – it's a perfect spot for him. Now, for the Rams, I don't necessarily understand the risk. You got a lot of good things going for you. You just got Deshaun Jackson out of the locker room because he was kind of messing with the, the, the mojo and the, and, and the, the dynamic of everything going offensively that you built in. So I don't necessarily understand it 100%. I think the only reason that Odell Beckham Jr. is there is that Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, those guys all had to sit there and say, we're all 100% comfortable with this, 100%. And and if they all are on board and they feel like they can handle it and it's a good mesh, then good for them, Godspeed, and we'll see what happens. I think it's a little risky for a Rams team right now that is in the is in the teeth of a one-seed race in the NFC. I can't wait to watch Monday night. It's going to be absolutely fascinating to see Von Miller, Odell, all these pieces come together for this uh, Rams team that is 100% all in. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunisana Hyundai. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, uh, the College Football Playoff Committee, they get it. They get it. They're telling us what they want. Just accept it. It's the right way. Goodbye, Cincinnati. No one cares, Cincinnati. I don't care, Cincinnati fans. Cry me a river. Play someone tough. Then maybe you'll get in. We'll get into all that when we come back. Live and local in America's hometown of Hannibal. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Hi, I'm Megan Hoffer, and welcome to Heartbeat. One of my favorite hobbies is gardening. I really enjoy all that goes into planting, caring for, and watching my flowers grow. When I saw that one of my favorite authors, Beth Moore, had written a book called Chasing Vines, I knew I wanted to read it. Before I even started reading, I loved one of the phrases from the back cover. Nothing in our lives is wasted, not the places we've been planted or even the painful pruning. Nothing is for nothing. Friends, even on our darkest days, there is beauty. Nothing is wasted. Think about the verses in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Why do we worry about our everyday life when we consider the lilies of the field and the birds in the air? Look at how God cares for them. Are we not more valuable to Him? Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? Well, that's about to change. Thanks to a new initiative from Autism Speaks, Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and Delivering Jobs that seeks to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Lee Container is a family-owned business that has found success by staying true to the golden rule. Treat others as you would want 
be treated. There are hundreds of thousands of people with autism and people with intellectual or developmental differences who are ready and willing to work in our communities. Our coalition is committed to hiring an inclusive workforce, providing training for hiring professionals, and providing guidelines for all employees. Together, we can create a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. Will you join us? We are inviting other businesses, institutions, and community leaders to join in. To learn more, please visit autismspeaks.org slash employment. It's not every day that takes today with a high of 42. West winds, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Cloudy skies tonight. Chance for scattered showers. Lows dipped out about 36. High temperatures reach up to 44 tomorrow. A blend of clouds and sun. Mainly cloudy Monday with highs around 56. 68 Tuesday. Right now, 36. Welcome on back to On the Mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. Number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. And their network of dealerships is massive. I've told this story before. I'll tell it again. When I joined the Kunis family a year and a half ago, I found my vehicle on KunisQuincy.com. And I'll realize, I realized, I was like, oh, well, that the truck I want is actually at their Monmouth dealership, you know, an hour and a half away from Quincy. They're like, no worries, Mark. They had it the next day for me to test drive. Their network of dealerships is incredible. They can get the vehicle you want for you in the Quincy locations uh, within a day for you to test drive. Check them out, CunisQuincy.com. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. Other lots are empty, not Cunis Honda Hyundai. 221 North 36th Street, Faith Family Giving Back. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, uh, let's talk a little college football here as we're starting to wind down the show. Again, the college football playoff committee, people are hating on it, and, and, and everyone, you know, 8-0 Oklahoma, 9-0 Oklahoma, why are they the eighth seed? Why are they behind Michigan, Michigan State? Well, why is Cincinnati undefeated, stuck at five behind Ohio State and Oregon and one-loss teams? Listen, it's a business, baby. They, they, the college football playoff, first off, A, I do firmly believe right now the four best teams in the country uh, to play neutral fields against anyone are Georgia 1, Bama 2, Oregon 3, and Ohio State 4. I really firmly believe that. I think they're just right right now. They've gotten it right. And I also think they are just being honest about ratings and diversity in this playoff. They want that Pac-12 West Coast viewership with Oregon. They need a Big Ten team in the playoffs to get that Midwestern Big Ten viewing and to get the Big Ten money. They then favor the South. Alabama, you're not going to tell me, is not the best one-loss team in the country. Alabama still may be the best team in the country. And they lost to a good Texas, a, a decent Texas A&M team. That happens. If you want, you look at the slog that these teams in the SEC have to go through versus Cincinnati against Tulsa and, 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 you know, and, 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 you know, unknown team after unknown team just beat up on. I'm sorry, Cincinnati fans. I've been saying it for weeks now. If, if you're a non-Power 5 team and you want to be undefeated and in the top four, you have got to schedule bigger and better opponents. I'm sorry. The one Notre Dame one's not cutting it for you. She's not doing it within the rest of your schedule. Look at who Georgia's beaten. Look at who Alabama's beaten. And look at what oh, 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 Oregon and Ohio State are getting bonus points for playing each other. 
and willing to schedule each other. And Oregon should be over Ohio State because they beat them in their building. Um, I'll say this. Alabama is in a very unique spot. And if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship, if they both went out, and that's where we're headed for, uh, and Oregon wins out and Ohio State wins out, they all should be in. Now, if Alabama loses and loses in a in a way that say, oh, you know, Georgia kind of beat up on Alabama, I am a hundred percent comfortable then saying two loss Alabama, you're out. Even though I think Alabama two losses is going to be better than a Cincinnati, better than an Oklahoma. I'm comfortable at that point saying, you had your chances. You 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 know, if you lose one, we'll give you a chance to make it, but you got to then win out in the SEC against Georgia. I'm not putting a two-loss Alabama in. I'm comfortable with that. I'm 100% comfortable with that. But right now, they're all in the trajectory to win out, and if Alabama beats Georgia, Georgia one loss, move them down to three, move Oregon up to two, whatever you want to do, mix and match it, and those are your four teams. Uh, really interesting games to watch out for today. I will say number eight, nine and zero Oklahoma at seven and two, number thirteen Baylor. For Oklahoma, this is a style win. They have got to win, and they've got to win convincingly at Baylor. If they can beat Baylor by two or three touchdowns at Baylor's building, a good Baylor team, seven and two, that will help Oklahoma jump those Big Ten. The one loss Michigan, one loss Michigan State. Meanwhile, for Michigan, eight and one at Penn State. Again, if they don't want to get jumped by Oklahoma, they have got to put a beat down on Penn State at Penn State, uh, which I think they're capable of doing. I like Oklahoma and Michigan today to win. And finally, for Ohio State, they have a chance here to really, really calm a lot of the haters. Upset-minded Purdue. Purdue, who's been upsetting everyone in the Big Ten. They just did it to Michigan State again after they did Iowa. They're at 6-3, and three, 19th in the country. I think it's very accurately ranked. For Ohio State at Ohio State to blow out Purdue today, I think will go a long way in, in building confidence for the play, college football playoff committee and for Ohio State and for all of us to say, okay, this Ohio State team is different than the young Ohio State team that lost week two at, uh, against Oregon. Uh, so those are, to me, the three big games today in college football. Oklahoma at Baylor. Can they put on a show at Baylor? Can Michigan blow out Penn State in Penn State? And can Ohio State take care of upset-minded Purdue in good fashion at home against Purdue? You're listening to the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, final commercial break. Thoughts on this early NBA season, some surprises, some things that are shocking, injuries, plaguing some of the better teams. But don't press the panic button yet. Live and local in America's hometown, Hannibal. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. I'm Megan Hawker, and welcome to Heartbeat. Many of us have gone through and may be still going through very difficult challenges. None of us are immune to trials. If you're anything like me, during these times, it's hard to not try to control every aspect of the situation and lose sleep over trying to fix it on our own. However, I've learned that when I trust God during my trials, there will always be glory in the story. Often it never looks how I imagined it, but the greatest gift of getting to the other side 
is the encouragement you can offer someone else. Remember, there is someone out there right now who needs to be encouraged by your story. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that moment in time, her life changes forever. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunison Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. you got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. they got that no fear warranty on the used vehicles as well. When you stop by the dealership at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, tell them, Mark sent you. All right. Uh, just a couple of minutes here left to wrap up the show. And I want to turn our focus to the NBA, which is ongoing. And some really interesting storylines early in the season. Obviously, the Lakers struggling. No LeBron James out with the ankle injury. And what I find um, fascinating about the Lakers right now is that last night, they fell to a very bad Minnesota Timberwolves team, 107-83. And in the loss, AD is talking about, you know, we're not a playoff team right now. We're not a championship team right now. I thought Russ and AD played okay. I mean, th- this this is the type of loss so that's gonna ha- is going to keep happening for the Lakers. They are so old. When you look at this roster, they don't have any youth besides like Malik Monk to come on and just give minutes for them. I mean, you're talking Rondo, you're talking uh, Carmelo Anthony, one for 12 last night. And now he was big in their win just the other night. But again, there's zero consistency you can get from these veteran players. Uh, uh, um, uh, obviously, uh, Dwight Howard, uh, you know, not, not being able to get big enough minutes. What's fascinating to me is the Lakers are one of those teams, they just want to get in. They're a get-in type of team. If the Lakers are in the tournament, that's all that matters to them. But these play-in games are tricky. And if you're a Lakers fan, you have got to be worried about getting out of the play-in games, getting to that six-seed or higher to make sure you're locked on in. Um, a couple other things I want to mention. Obviously, the Cavs have been very surprising to me. Uh, Evan Mobley, uh, Allen, and Garland. Obviously, they're missing Sexton. He got injured. Um, but they got a young core they're building right now that is fun to watch. And Mobley's been impressive so far. I think he's been the rookie of the year so far. Um, and, and really, really, really an interesting young group. Uh, they're playing big. Uh, that's different in this modern NBA shooting threes. And it, it's, it's unique to watch. Uh, the Washington, uh, Wizards. Holy smokes. I did not see the Washington Wizards atop the Eastern Conference, you know, uh, 11 games, 12 games into the NBA season. What I find is interesting is Bradley Beal finally has a supporting cast that really feels like they, are young and they fit around him. I love that they have Daniel Gafford, the former former Bull. He's a big that just does the dirty work, uh, the modern NBA big in the Shooters League. Um, you have uh, Kuzma, who's really stepped up for them. Dimwitty is a real uh, three on a team who can score. I don't think this team is built for a deep playoff run. But they are built to win regular season games right now against a lot of veteran teams who just don't have it every night. They're younger and hungrier. Uh, very interesting. I did not see this from from Washington. And and Montres Harold has been a complete 
Rob, uh, he's reclaimed his sixth man of the year from the Clippers a couple of years ago. Uh, really playing well for them off the bench and just leading that second unit. Otherwise, Milwaukee uh, has been disappointing. You know, I picked them to be the one seed in the East. They're in a little bit of a championship hangover. Uh, they're beat up. Giannis is beat up. Uh, Milwaukee definitely feels again like they're a team that just needs to get in. But uh, but they're out. They're even out of that like play in picture right now at under five hundred. So they've got to turn around quick. A lot of this is on Middleton, and some of their veterans to carry this load. Uh, for Giannis while he's battling this high ankle sprain. And for the Bulls, they lost to a to a Warriors team the other night, yesterday. Listen, this Warriors team, Steph Curry is, he's like Aaron Rodgers scorched earth right now, talking about it earlier. 40 points after dropping the 50-burger the other day. Uh, the Bulls, what they need to find is weather this storm without Vucevic. Uh, he's out for COVID, so probably another week before they get him back. I and no Patrick Williams. Their size is an issue for the Bulls, especially when Vooch is missing any time, whether it's COVID or, or whatever it may be. You know he'll tweak an ankle or something. They'll need to rest him. I think the Bulls should be aggressive in going after Marvin Bagley from Sacramento. A player like that who can play big like that in minutes like that, that'll help them in the stretch run. But the Bulls have been absolutely blowing me away in the early season. So fun to watch. Uh, that's going to do it for me. Have a great sports watching weekend. As always, you want more sports content from me, follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin. A big NFL weekend. Cannot wait to watch Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers back in Lambo. That's going to be a good one. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. It's not every day that taking a 